January 13th, Matthew chapter 9, verses 18 through 38. As Jesus was saying this, the leader of a synagogue came and knelt down before him. My daughter has just died, he said, but you can bring her back to life again if you just come and lay your hand upon her. As Jesus and the disciples were going to the official's home, a woman who had had a hemorrhage for twelve years came up behind him. She touched the fringe of his robe, for she thought, If I can just touch his robe, I will be healed. Jesus turned around and said to her, Daughter, be encouraged. Your faith has made you well. And the woman was healed at that moment. When Jesus arrived at the official's home, he noticed the noisy crowds and heard the funeral music. He said, Go away, for the girl isn't dead. She's only asleep. But the crowd laughed at him. When the crowd was finally outside, Jesus went in and took the girl by the hand, and she stood up. The report of this miracle swept through the entire countryside. After Jesus left the girl's home, two blind men followed along behind him, shouting, Son of David, have mercy on us! They went right into the house where he was staying, and Jesus asked them, Do you believe I can make you see? Yes, Lord, they told him, we do. Then he touched their eyes and said, Because of your faith, it will happen. And suddenly they could see. Jesus sternly warned them, Don't tell anyone about this. But instead, they spread his fame all over the region. When they left, some people brought to him a man who couldn't speak because he was possessed by a demon. So Jesus cast out the demon, and instantly the man could talk. The crowds marveled. Nothing like this has ever happened in Israel, they exclaimed. But the Pharisees said, He can cast out demons because he is empowered by the prince of demons. Jesus traveled through all the cities and villages of that area, teaching in the synagogues and announcing the good news about the kingdom. And wherever he went, he healed people of every sort of disease and illness. He felt great pity for the crowds that came, because their problems were so great, and they didn't know where to go for help. They were like sheep without a shepherd. He said to his disciples, The harvest is so great, but the workers are so few. So pray to the Lord who is in charge of the harvest. Ask him to send out more workers for his fields. This week's Bible Meditation, James 1.19 My dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. My name is Chad. I'm currently in second phase of the refuge. I came here completely broken and busted. I was through once before in 2017. Um, once I left, it only took me approximately maybe eight, ten months before I fell again. 
Um, this last round, I was actually sitting on my ottoman, ready to commit suicide, when out of the blue, Pastor Mike Wells texts me and says, you're on my heart. I was completely shocked because I hadn't spoken to him or anyone for that matter in about two years. So I knew that God had intervened in that exact moment. And I knew, okay, I could have taken the pride way out and said, I'm okay. But I realized, okay, God is speaking through this man to me. And I knew that I had to act quickly. So I let him know right away what was happening. Um, Upon my return, uh, that they helped facilitate Um, I had thought that I had a failure to be taught, but it was just one paper that was handed to me that said, God knows who you are. He knows everything about you. Now, I've heard that a thousand times throughout my ministry life, and it wasn't until that exact moment that I realized that, all right, I have not fully committed. So I had to take on that task right that moment. It was a scary exhilarating all of these emotions wrapped up in one and I I thought to myself what am I going to do now I have been completely dependent upon myself I have been the only one judging me as I thought everyone was and I realized the Lord was going to take this from me so I thought now I can focus all of my energy emotion and everything on God and the rest of my brothers here at the refuge Um, I am so thankful to be here. I am so thankful to have made it out of that because typically only 6% of the people from the streets make it out alive. And that goes for all of us here at the refuge. We are the 6% that made it. I just want to say I'm looking forward to meeting the rest of you. And I am so grateful that God pulled me out of this and showed me a different way. Psalm 11, verses 1 through 7. Of the choir director, a psalm of David. I trust in the Lord for protection. So why do you say to me, fly to the mountains for safety? The wicked are stringing their bows and setting their arrows in the bowstrings. They shoot from the shadows at those who do right. The foundations of law and order have collapsed. What can the righteous do? But the Lord is in His holy temple. The Lord still rules from heaven. He watches everything closely, examining everyone on earth. The Lord examines both the righteous and the wicked. He hates everyone who loves violence. He rains down blazing coals on the wicked, punishing them with burning sulfur and scorching winds. For the Lord is righteous, and He loves justice. Those who do what is right will see His face. Proverbs chapter 3, verses 11 and 12 My child, don't ignore it when the Lord disciplines you, and don't be discouraged when He corrects you. For the Lord corrects those He loves, just as a father corrects a child in whom He delights.